Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Lovesame! Mike Smith! A game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! We are dry side right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL Overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Ultra Platform. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Now we went back uh, fall 1990. The Grapes of Wrath, I believe, out of Kelowna, Canadian-based band, and it's a it's a depressing song, but it's a it's a beautiful song nonetheless. This is Oilers Now, a little Canadiana to open up today's show. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex want you to stay safe and stay positive. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up on today's show, uh, ongoing discussion as to whether or not we will have a resumption of the 2019-20 NHL season. We'll fire some numbers your ways as well. Get into uh, NHL today in the first half hour of the show as well is our orders now audio vault with some comments from uh, Sportsnet's Chris Johnson from last night's Inside Sports Show with Reed Wilkins. Uh, one of the topics uh, du jour, literally and figuratively, is uh, where is Edmonton in the mix? Because it's believed the league is having those very discussions as we speak. 
we will have out of Vancouver Ben Kuzma from Post Media, who uh, is is sort of writing a story along the same lines. Uh, the Canucks organization trying to get in the mix. That's indeed if we are even able to come back. Regular Tuesday contributor to the show. He's going to pull a full hour in us. Uh, for us today, and that is Mark Spector. And we'll have a comment from George LaRock dealing with his battle with COVID-19 and John Shannon as well. Here is how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Like most businesses, the River Creek remains closed by the pandemic. They'll be back up and at them with over 1,350 slot machines and 40 table games when the province opens things up again. The River Creek Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. I'm available at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan with uh, two E's, Escott with two T's. And uh, the show Twitter account, at Oilers Now as well into today's top story brought to you by great rock exteriors mother nature wreaks havoc on your home book your free no obligation inspection today visit greatrockexteriors.ca three years ago today game five the edmonton oilers against the anaheim ducks in the Honda Center. It was a very uh, emotional game. First period of the game, the Oilers lost. It was a huge loss. Uh, during, And you know what? Maybe altered a bit of the course of the direction of their next couple seasons. But Andre Sekra uh, knocked out of the series on a hit from Ryan Getzlaff. Also in that period, Chris Russell got absolutely railroaded on a, a huge uh, hit. When I went by- to the hospital, well, George wanted to jump in there a little bit early, but uh, a huge hit by uh, the one and only uh, Nick Ritchie as well. It just crushed the Oilers. Chris Russell, the Oilers were down a four defenseman. It was scoreless after one. Empton scored first shift in the second, built up a 3 nothing lead. They got Russell back as the game wore on. But uh, they definitely missed Andre Secker, who that season in 2016-17, the series tied 2-2, was probably the Oilers' best defenseman, he and Oscar Kleffbaum. Let's not forget, Edmonton had a 2-0 lead against Anaheim, winning the first two games in Anaheim. They then trailed 3-0 in Game 3, and Edmonton came back tied at 3-3. 3-3 goal, brilliant effort by Connor McDavid, but the Ducks ended up winning 6-3. Game 4 in Edmonton, the Oilers built up a 2-0 lead. Ducks ended up going up 3-2. Kajula tied it in the final minute and a half of the game, and then a misread on an icing. And this was after a couple disputed goals in the two in uh, games three and game four had angered the fans at Rogers Place. A uh, bit of a miscommunication on an icing call led to an Anaheim game winner in game four in OT. Oilers up three nothing in game five, headed to the third. They're up three nothing in the final four minutes, and the Ducks looked like they were done. They pulled their guardian, uh, John Gibson, with what roughly. About three and a half minutes left. Boom, they get one. Then they got another one. And then it got nervous. And then we had the much disputed game tying goal. And it's funny, I put the uh, picture out today to remind everybody that it was the three year anniversary. Some of you have never forgiven. Uh, if you're an Oilers fan, that makes your blood boil. Absolutely. Others will sit there and say, well, the Oilers, you know, you can't give up a three goal lead in the final three and a half minutes. When series are tight, and that was a tight series. Like, you know what? You beat a team in four or five games, you've beaten that team. Okay? You uh, you lose a series in uh, a sweep or lose a series maybe only winning one game, you got beat. 
But you lose in six or seven, and it could have gone either way. And in the case of the Edmonton Oilers, that game-tying goal, the infamous pitcher, Ryan Kessler, with his uh, glove right on Cam Talbot, and the Ducks jamming the puck home to tie the game, and then Anaheim winning in uh, double overtime as uh, Corey Perry made a pretty nice play. Perry was involved, by the way, in the final three goals of that hockey game. And all I could think of is it's still debated. The the hardcore guys out there, or maybe the guys that don't like the Oilers as much, will sit there and say, well, they blew a 3 nothing lead. And others will sit there and say, wait a sec here. Tight window. Every goal counts. Why was that not goaltender interference on the play? Remember Grant Fuhr that night commenting on Ray Ferraro commenting. Brian Hayes out of Toronto. Oh, man, if I if I recall correctly, he was one of the guys that's got to suck for an Oilers. It, it was a tough time, and it was highly emotional. The Oilers parked it. That was my tweet after the game. The Oilers parked it, came back, and kicked the snot out of Anaheim in Game 6, winning 7-1. But the Ducks won another one-goal game in Game 7. Never forget... Edmonton lost three one-goal games in that series against the Ducks in 2017. Okay, they lost uh, two. The only two games in overtime in that series, and I've had a little bit more experienced team. I've often said experienced teams get veteran teams get veteran calls. I believe that was the case in that series. I'll stand by that comment. Um, I know some of you don't like hearing it, but it's kind of how the NHL has worked. I mean. Look at the Oilers of the early 80s and compare it to the Oilers playing Boston in 88 or 90. Oilers were treated differently by the officials as they got more comfortable with the maturation of the Oilers. But that was a huge story, very frustrating time for many of you out there. And some would say to this day the Oilers got jobbed. I will tell you that I believe that it changed the course and direction of actions for Pete Shirelli in the offseason of 2017. I think if Edmonton wins that series against Anaheim, who knows what would have happened. Nashville lost a couple of their top two centers in the next round, even though they were able to get past the Anaheim Ducks. Um, even though Edmonton had not matched up well against Nashville, it would have been different if the Preds didn't have a couple of their centers going. Um, you know, you had in that series three one-goal losses against Anaheim. At the start of that series, Edmonton's second line was Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Milan Lucic and Jordan Eberle. They did not score an even-strength goal in that series. You can throw Pouliot in there because he supplanted Lucic on the left wing of that line after game four. Okay? Uh, Lucic got moved to a line with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Um, Anyhow, $22 million worth of players did not score even-strength goals in that series against Anaheim. And Edmonton lost 3-1 goal games, two in overtime. If they'd gotten one even-strength goal from those four guys... They win the series. They probably win the series. That's how tight it is in six or seven. Again, you sweep a team, you smoke them. There's no second guessing. Five games, probably the same scenario. But when you get into six and seven and you have the luck factor in sport, and hockey's probably got most and uh, hardcore analytics type guys will tell you, hardcore analytics guys will tell you hockey's got the greatest degree of luck. There are some margins that are pretty tight, and most of you get that. All right, let's slip into the Oilers now. Adio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online on directworkwear.com. There is an ongoing discussion as we speak. Uh, evaluations taking place of various potential sites, and a lot's got to happen here. And, you know, there's, there's going to be an impact in this decision the federal level never forget that in both the united states and in canada 
Okay? On that note there, Chris Johnson appearing last night at Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins says Edmonton, in his mind, is a favorite to be a host city if we are able to start up again. Right now, this week, you know, the league is, is going to wade through the proposals they've received from cities like Edmonton, and, and I think that there's a very good chance uh, if they are fi- able to find a way either to, to jump to a 2014 playoffs or, or whether they are able to finish a regular season that, that Edmonton would be one of the cities. You know, the the, the big thing for, for doing this, you know, obviously is to, to get the business up and running again, to start making money and honoring TV and sponsorship contracts. And so, you know, weight against that is, is the expenses are important. And I think, you know, where they can uh, hold these games in Canadian cities, they, they'll look to do so because we, we have somewhere around a 70 cent dollar at the moment. So there's some good cost reasons. I think Edmonton makes a ton of sense because of the way that the setup is there with the arena and the practice rink inside the, you know, a nice hotel right across the street that they can keep the bubble pretty small if they do end up using that area. And so, you know, I know Edmonton is, is probably one of the favorites to to host those games, but of course we, we still don't know. And, and I think it'll be some time before we know definitively whether they're actually going to be able to, to play those and find a way to get the season in. Well, and again, just speaking of Edmonton, and I know you're following those numbers every day that are put out 3.30 by Alberta Health Services and Dr. Dina Hinshaw, and uh, Edmonton is now down to 8% of the province's uh, total uh, COVID-19 positive cases. Uh, Edmonton is under currently 85 active cases in the last eight days. How about this? Our total yesterday, minus one. So obviously they moved what was a positive test from the Edmonton region into another region, or maybe, I don't know, maybe they have, I'm trying to think that's got to be the most likely scenario. So 24 positive cases in Edmonton in the last 7,000 tests over the last eight days, which would be a minuscule 0.35% of uh, the tests that have been done have become out positive. Uh, Alberta had nine more deaths yesterday, which brought the province up to a total of 104. The average age of death for COVID currently in the province is at 82. In 2017, which was the last year I could find a number on, uh, life expectancy in Canada was 82, but life expectancy in Alberta, reminder, Alberta is the youngest province in the country, was 80. So some numbers there for you. Uh, updated totals, too. And it's, it, you know, B.C. Uh, and Alberta both hovering in terms of between 22 to 25 deaths per million. Right now, after today's totals, the province of Quebec is at 285 uh, deaths per million, which exceeds that of the United States. So for all the criticism that's been directed, uh, and I'm sure much of it's been warranted by uh, many experts out there at the U.S.'s handling, we, we have our own problem in Canada as well. And... Uh, over 80% of deaths currently in this country are, uh, unfortunately, uh, people that are, are, are coming from extended care facilities for the elderly. We've got to get a hold of that moving forward. That's an absolute given. Now, one guy that has uh, been dealing with his own battle with COVID is former oiler George Larocque. He got out yesterday, so it was a great day. He had this to say in his battle with COVID-19. When I went to the hospital to get tested, uh, I had a re- I, I started having a really hard time to breathe. And when they did X-rays, they saw that they, it, it, uh, it developed a pneumonia. The virus did, and uh, they uh, that's why they plugged me on oxygen. So, uh, starting on Thursday, I was getting three liters of oxygen through my nose every day, nonstop. Whether I got up, going to the washroom, everywhere that I go, I needed that to breathe properly because uh, my uh, my lungs were really burning and hurting and stuff. 
That is George LaRock. Again, he got uh, released uh, from the hospital yesterday in Quebec. We wish him the best of luck. And I know there were a lot of you that sent a lot of positive well wishes his way. Do you want to mention uh, the keg is a proud uh, partner of the Edmonton Oilers, and you can grill your own keg dinner at home with their new celebration kits. Available now for online purchase at thekeg.com and curbside pickup at participating locations starting at $75 for two people. Whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or just because this three-course keg classic dinner includes your favorites to make any at-home evening a little extra special. Throughout the uh, month of May, a 1,000 kits will be donated to first responders across the country to take them uh, to thank them for their sacrifice and commitment to the communities they serve. That, again, is the keg at thekeg.com. 12.23 at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Soffer on 630 Chet. Joe Darnell Nurse last night watched a bit of the Game 5 of the 20, or 1987 Stanley Cup Final, Edmonton and the Flyers. Reminded me of a conversation I had. I won't say with which Hall of Famer, but uh, talked about the fact, what would have happened if Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messi had stayed in Edmonton for the duration of their careers? And this gentleman said to me, at least eight or nine Stanley Cups and at least five or six fewer teams in the United States. Hmm. Interesting. Let's go to NHL today. For Elite Promotional Marketing Building Tailored Branded Programs, where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing, back of the 630 Chad Studios, it is the one and only Brendan Escott. Oh, thanks, Bob. The league's Return to Play Committee will hold its fourth meeting tomorrow as they attempt to get the game back out on the ice. Connor McDavid is one of six players on the committee with NHL and NHL PA executives also on board. The only other piece of news today, the Panthers signing the 15th overall pick from 2018 Gregory Denisenko to a three-year entry-level contract today. He had been playing over in the KHL where he had 12 points and 38 games last year. He did also captain Russia at the World Juniors capturing silver. There you go. Uh, Texter comes in. Bob, just circa your conversation around the Anaheim comeback. The point is the Oilers got scored three times with Anaheim with the goaltender pulled. That means the Oilers didn't manage one shot on net in over three minutes or they would have won the game. Huge Oilers fans, but no excuses, Bob. Never mind uncalled penalties. They deserve to lose. It's a fair perspective to have. They didn't get it done. They also had a tough non-call go against them in a series where they had more than one calls go against them. And they've not been in the playoffs collectively as a group. And sometimes you have to learn how to fail or go through failure before you need to learn how to win. My point is I think the course of action changed as a result of that playoff series, at least over the next couple of years, which is why we were so desperate to see something occur this year. Uh, Coach Mike says, Bob, against Nashville, the refs called everything on Anaheim. Yes, including Ryan Getzlaff muttering to himself. That's how bad it got. Uh, uh, This texter comes in. Kessler's hug of Talbot's pads still makes my blood boil. They got screwed. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Arms where I can't read your text, but uh, Bob, uh, people need to understand the refs need to make the right blank and call. Kessler can't be pulling the pads open. And that, I mean, there was so much controversy over it when it occurred that you knew it was legitimate. 
because even guys that weren't died in the wool, Oilers supporters or former Oilers players or those sort of things, even they're like, wow. Like, I'll give you an example. When I watch San Jose and Vegas, and this will upset Fear of the Fan, come on, man, a five-minute major last year on that call? When it's a tight series, when it's a six- or seven-game series, one call like that, I mean, the league changed the rule as a result of that call. We'll bring Mark Spector in. We'll have a lot of different things to talk about, including the, uh, you know, whether or not we will have a chance to play hockey again, whether or not Edmonton makes sense as a potential site location. doesn't even matter who ends up hosting uh, these sort of scenarios. And uh, we'll take a little bit of a trip down memory lane with Mark as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.